Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. Thank you, worship team. Man, how many love our worship team, as Pastor Soto said? I truly do love our worship team, and I thought they were going to sing a Cinco de Mayo song, but man, golly, I was ready to throw my sombrero on, and, but didn't happen. All right. You all may be seated. <laughs> Good to be here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles over to the book of Ephesians chapter 3 and be in the word of God here this evening. I always count it a privilege just to minister the word of God and uh, appreciate our pastor, Pastor Reuben, and um, everyone that here that volunteers um, here keeping our church going. I'd like to speak to you on the subject of more. And we live in a world today that we always want more. Can somebody say that? We do. Now, us as men, we, we measure food by how big it is. Can somebody give me a shout? <laughs> right? And we, we, we measure... Our, our burritos, we measure our tacos based on how much meat it's in there, right? Sometimes it may not be as, maybe as large as we want it to be, but if the, if the taco man can throw enough meat in there and it weighs a lot, it's good. Am I right? I'm just trying to get your attention here for a very moment here. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, and it says these words, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you begin rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this, that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to measure of all the faithfulness of God. And now, to him who is able to immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine, according to his power, that is at work within us. How many believe that we have a, a more God? That was pretty weak. How many believe that we have a more God, an exceeding God? Uh, he is bigger than whatever we are facing. Uh, he is bigger than your doubts. He's bigger than your insecurities. He's bigger than your failures. Uh, he's bigger than all of the things uh, that we could ever imagine. 
Verse 20, it says again, Now to him who is able to immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Father, we give you all the honor and all the glory. Speak to us in Jesus' name. We shout and say amen. amen. I'd like to speak to you on the key verse on verse 20. Now to him who is able to immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power, this is at the work within us. We quote that scripture. You may have that scripture highlighted in your Bible. You have it on your refrigerator. You have it in probably in every devotion that's out there. And I want to talk to you on the subject of more because I really believe that in our lives and where we're at as Christians and where we're at as believers, we always fall short or we come to a place of our lives where we feel that we don't measure up to what other people look at us, view us. We don't measure up to what maybe we thought that we thought we would accomplish in our lives. We haven't measured up to what the purpose that, that maybe you thought that you would be in your Christianity or in your career, your marriage, or, or whatever it may be. And we, we, we view ourselves as a place where we doubt that what God is doing in our lives, that we don't measure up to what other people are doing. Now, as a preacher, I always, I always get nervous. I do. You may think that I don't get nervous because I'm a talker. I joke and all that. But when I minister the word of God, I get very nervous. Why is that? I really believe that in our church, we have great ministers that preach the gospel here. Pastor Soto, Pastor Anthony, and of course, our pastor, great men of God, great men of God that preach the gospel. Now, if you've ever been a preacher, when you come up here, you're always, the devil will always lie to you and say, you don't measure up to what they say. They don't measure up to what they do. And my father always told me this. He goes, use the gifts that God gave you. You don't measure yourselves up to what other people's and other people's gifts are. And you see, in a lot of times in our lives, we come to church and we go, I want to worship like that brother does. I want to worship God like that sister does. Well, you don't got the moves like that brother does. See, I can't dance like Brother Cooper. I, I mean, I will, you will laugh at me if I try to do all that. I'm not going to do it, Pastor Soto. So this message is for all the short people. You all right with that? <laughs> I knew I'd catch your attention. When comparing to others, when measuring things like height or skills, we fall into the trap of false uh, uh, imitations of thinking that we should be someone else or we should be something else or we should be a church like somebody else. We can't compare ourselves to the church down the street or compare ourselves to other people or what they're doing. God hand-designed us uh, to be the people that we are. God hand-designed us to be the person and the individual that we are. I remember one time someone told me, I want your marriage. I want how you love your wife. I want, I, want, uh, I want my wife to be like your wife. I mean, she cleans every week. She washes every week. I'm, I'm telling you, I told the Britain the guy one time, I said, I mean, you, you take care of your own marriage. You can't, you can't base your marriage off of my marriage. 
God designed everybody uniquely and different in the house of God. And we have to understand that. Paul tells us, I want you Ephesians. And, I, and he also is telling us is that sometimes in your life, there's going to be some things in your life that's not measurable by human standards. For example, how do you measure the size of a good church? People will say, well, it's by how many people they have. Do you know that we can have five people in the sanctuary here today, but just have just a powerful service if there's 200 people in here? We can. For example, we begin to think of church measurement that's actually accounts by the empowerments and renewed of the hearts. How does one measure of that? How do we measure the height, the width, and the depth of God? We begin to look at this, this, this scripture. He says, I pray out of his glorious riches. Those are invisible riches because everyone has stuff that isn't rich. Can somebody say? Amen. I think about it. Some people you feel sorry for, they actually feel sorry for you. <laughs> Do you know that? Like, man, I feel sorry for that guy. Deep down inside, he's saying the exact same thing about you. Paul says to use a different way to measure success. You see, everyone uh, views uh, success by, you know, when you meet somebody, you're like, so what do you do? Well, I'm a businessman. Well, what do you do? Well, I'm just a mechanic. People view things by different ways. Uh, people uh, view measurements in different states. Uh, and you begin to think about it. For everyone that has lost stuff is not rich. And everyone without stuff can be rich. Uh, do you know that I could be poor? I could have a negative checking account. Uh, but I could be much happier than the one that has much. Uh, see, that's what you got to begin to think about in your life. For you only measures those things that can be seen. You're limiting yourself. When you view yourself and measure things off of what you see, you're limiting the blessings and the things that God wants to do in your life. And if I have to tell you that heaven has a different metric system uh, that humans do, uh, Paul said how high, uh, how wide, how deep, how long uh, is the love of Christ? Uh, how high? Uh, he's always above you, watching you. Uh, how long? Uh, how that he will never stop loving you. How wide? Uh, you got a good base. How deep? Uh, you got good roots that are standing there. Uh, thank God that God measures things uh, at a different perspective. Uh, you see, a lot of people think uh, that God is looking at us how we worship. Yes, he is watching us, uh, but it's in the heart. Uh, not all the dance moves that you got. Uh, not about how many scriptures that you know. Uh, not about how many times that you've been to church. Uh, it's about the heart. Uh, the heart that you serve him uh, it begins to glorify him. Calm down. I got to calm down. I want to challenge you today and speak to you to bring some encouragement into your life because I really believe that some of us have downed ourselves. We're measuring ourselves 
in the human standards and measuring ourselves to what the devil has been telling you that is in your life. Do you know that you could be at the top of the mountain one week and at the bottom of the mountain another week? Now, those of you that are in sales, you exactly know what it is to make sales one week uh, and go, man, things are going great. Uh, you call somebody like, God is good. Sales are up. Uh, but if you know sales uh, and you go to another week, you can sell nothing. And all of a sudden, you're discouraged. You ever been there before? Do I have any salesmen's in here? Nobody raised their hand after all the amens. We're like, oh. It's ugly. Book of Revelations, chapter 21, verse 15 and 16. says, the angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the cities and gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square. As long as it was wide, he measured the city with the rod and found that it was 12,000 stead in length. And as wide and high as it is long. Everything that God created is made in a measurement. Because everything that he said uh, had a perfect side because God made it uh, on every side, no matter how you measure it, uh, it was perfect because God made it. Uh, how much uh, that you need, how high, how talented, and uh, you begin to think about that. Uh, we are made to measure. And then as the angel says in verse 17, uh, the wall uh, using human metrics, measurements, it was about 144 cubits thick. Now, when you begin to think about that, human measurements can tell you this, how wide, how long, how high it goes, and how much they, they have. We always size up people by asking the questions. Who are you voting for? Where do you live? Uh, you determine people by the city that they live in, what type of car that they live, drive, where, you know, what, what kind of job that they do. That's how people measure people up. Thank God that God doesn't view us in that status. So the angel was showing John the city. He's measuring according to the human measurements. Uh, it's not a bad thing, but it limits uh, our, our viewpoints. It, it's limits. Uh, it's not a bad uh, to count how many people come to church, uh, but it uh, disadvantages us that, that we have a Holy Ghost church. Can somebody say amen? It's not a bad thing uh, to count how many visitors that we got. Uh, we get that, uh, but it's about uh, how many many people gave their lives over to Jesus. Uh, you see, when you begin to measure yourselves uh, on human nature, uh, on the human metrics, uh, it limits to what God wants to do in your life. Uh, you see, you can make a minimum wage, dourly wage, uh, but you can be blessed in the inside uh, because you thank God uh, that God gave you a job. Uh, you see, but you can make all the money in the world, uh, be the richest man, uh, but you can be uh, fearful you could be in doubt. You could be unhappy. Unhappy. But you see, when God measures us and looks at us, he looks at us and says, man, that's a man who was a, a, 
a, a messed up dope thing, drug addict, alcoholic, uh, and that's the way the view, the world views us. Uh, but God says, uh, I measure him to a preacher, uh, a minister, uh, to someone who who is elevated uh, in the blessings of God. Verse 18 in the Revelations, it says that the wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. Jasper in the Bible is always used to represent the glory, the glory. Human measure is how far it goes and how much it is. God measures of, of what it's made out of. I want to know how many are made out of the glory of God. The Holy Spirit lives within you. Human measurements tells us how thick it is. Heavenly measurements tells us what it's made out in the inside by weight of the glory of God. God says there is no more to me than what you can see. God says I know what you brought you here to do and I know what I made you out of. The question is are you measuring what it looks like? Are you measuring what you're made out of? I'd rather God look at me and say man I see his heart. I see his love. I see his compassion versus all the moves and all the scriptures I may know I may be able to preach and, and do all of that, but I want God to look at me and say, uh, that guy has a heart uh, after my own heart. Uh, I want God to look at me and say, that is my child. Yes. Yes. Sad thing about it is that this world, we view people by what they look like, how they smell, what they do. This is what I love about our church and I love about our pastor. Our pastor will, will, will hug somebody that he doesn't even know at the altar. Why? Because he'll look at the heart and see that God has a purpose for that individual. See, how do we view people when they're asking for money and they're begging for money? How do we view people when we, when we work and say, oh, man, all he is is a complainer. All she is is a gossiper. Uh, you have to put all that aside and say, God, uh, you, there is a purpose for that individual. There is a purpose for them. Uh, we got to stop measuring to the standards of human nature. How many times have we got into trouble because... We're looking at it at the appearance or at the height. God says that mountain may be big, but when I see that mountain, it's a pebble. When we look at our storms, God says it is not even a storm to me. It is calm as a sea. It is just calm. You see, but when we begin to, to view our, our problems and our things and we begin to measure them up. See, the problem is in our Christianity, a lot of us carry a tape measure everywhere we go. 
We're measuring our problems. We're measuring our checking account. We're measuring how many times we got in a fight. We're measuring all kinds of things. But God is saying to us, why don't you put down your spiritual tape measure away and begin to measure the glory of God. Begin to measure how much I love you and care about you. Start measuring things by the glory of God. People will look at you by your shoes, your clothes. People will judge you by how you comb your hair if you have hair. But he doesn't measure us that way. God doesn't. Paul said, I want you to know how high, how wide, and how long, and how deep. Not the stuff around you. I want to look at, at, the, at the, how deep you have your, in, your, your relationship with God. Yes. First thing, really quick. How do you measure yourself or myself? Many people measure ourselves by success. When we should be measuring how much weight we have of carrying God's love in our lives. See, as a teenager, I was, I was everything. I was a skater. I never knew how to skate. I wear baggy jeans. Yes, I used to wear baggy jeans. Creased down, Nike Cortez, but I was never from a gang. Had many different fashions. Why? Because I was looking for popularity. I was looking for love. I was looking for those types of things. And uh, I'm only telling you that to be transparent because that's what we do. We want uh, people's approval. We want people to, to measure us by how we look and how we do certain things. Uh, everyone is measuring by popularity. But popularity is not your purpose. Uh, the purpose of God in your life is who you are and what God made you to be. Some have sacrificed purpose for popularity. Only God can really correctly size someone up. God says, I measure by glory. I measure by weight. I measure by the potential. It's easy to measure how tall something is and compare it with something else. It's so easy, and I challenge you to measure areas in your lives by weight and not by appearance. Stop talking yourself out of what God wants you to do. Well, I'll never become that. I'll never preach like that. I'll never do that. I'll never be able to minister like that. I'll never be able to witness to many of those people. Second thing is, how do you measure opportunity? When David fought Goliath, he could have easily came into the conclusion that Goliath was much bigger. In our own lives, when, we, when a new opportunity comes our way, we could either measure the weight of the opportunity or the size of our enemy. See, Saul 
he sized up David when David said, I could go ahead and fight this giant. Saul was like, no way. He measured David into a way. The assessment of others will affect your judgment and miss opportunities. Uh, See, thank God uh, that some of us are here today, uh, not by what people told you, uh, but what God told you. Uh, You see, if David would have listened uh, to what Saul told him, uh, that he'll never accomplish it, he won't beat him up. uh, But David and Goliath, throughout the Bible, uh, Goliath was nine feet tall, uh, And I really believe that David uh, was my height or Phil's height. Uh, I really believe that. Uh, And as a church, uh, the devil has lied to so many of us. uh, And we're measuring up uh, to the enemy. Uh, We're measuring up to Goliath. Uh, And I'm here today to tell you, uh, you need to look at the the Goliath into the giant uh, the way that David did. uh, And say, you may be bigger, uh, you may be buffer, uh, but I outweigh you uh, of the glory of God uh, that is in within me. Uh, see, all the p- uh, reports may look bad on you, uh, but when you begin to look at it uh, through the eyes of God, uh, you outweigh everything of your enemies. Man. God says, shut up and drop the measuring stick and fight your giant. There's no devil in hell, no Goliath, no giant that's going to stop me from what God has called me to do. How do you measure results? See, many people measure results in many different ways. About what type of car you have, how much money you have, what type of jewelry you have. Make sure that you don't have the scale that's adjusted to someone else's calling. See, because we measure ourselves by results. Are you the, am I the only one when I go to the doctor and they, they put me on, uh, on, on the scale? I make sure I take everything out of my pockets. I mean, it's like, can I take off my shoes? You don't have to. No, I want to take off my shoes. Take out my watch, everything. I just, I want to make sure that, that that scale is good enough for at least me. Am I the only one? Okay, you guys are all Slim Jims, I guess. Proverbs 11, verse 1, the Lord detests dishonest scales. God says, I hate it when you give weight to the wrong words, but accurate weight finds favor with him. Do you only measure your impact based on what you see that's in front of you? We can offer and underestimate the things based on what's first appearance in our lives. Can I tell that person who's having marital problems? Don't judge it by by what you see in front of you. You have to declare that it's going to get better. Can I talk to that one that has a negative checking account right now? 
Don't judge it by that it's that the bill collectors are calling you. You judge it to the point where I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to get better. My finances are going to get better. Resources are going to get better. You see, you got to begin to think about it that way. How do I measure this experience? Because if you measure it with a measuring stick, if you measure it by human standards, you will always see the hardship. But if you measure it on the scale, you will begin to see the glory of God in your lives. See, the enemy can discourage us by getting us to measure things inaccurately in our lives. You see, all you do is fight. See, all you do is try. You're working for what? Nothing. See, your car's falling apart every single day. Nobody's looking at you. You'll always be single for the rest of your life. Ain't nobody looking at you. Nobody's checking you out. But when I put it on the scale and I f- you begin to put it on the scale of God, you begin to realize that the experience that you have now may not be what you want it to be, but when you begin to look at it the, the way that God looks at it, you're blessed. You're highly favored. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 says, For our light and momentarily troubles are achieving for us, and an internal glory that far outweighs them all. As I was measuring things, or we measure things in the human nature, it was hard and went on forever, meaning that, see, if you continue to measure certain things of your life, well, I'll always be sick. I'll always have this illness. I'll always have this. You may. You may not get healed. God may never heal you for whatever reason. I don't know. But if you could honestly live to the purpose that God is going to heal you, God is going to touch you, things are going to get better, you'll live your life totally different when you measure up to the things of God. See, I'm not trying to use reverse psychology in your life. I'm not. I'm just trying to tell you what I've gone through and where I'm at today is that I see the blessings of God even though I may not have. You can't view somebody how they look. You can't view, you can't judge them. Don't judge them by what they look like and what they have or what they don't have. Look at the heart. See, that's what the world does. And as a church, we can't do that. We can't. The glory of God was exceedingly great for me to do in the weight of the glory of God. And I'm here today to tell you that the glory outweighs more than anything. And I want you to declare this with me, that my purpose outweighs our pain. My destiny outweighs my history. The cross outweighs my pain. My hope outweighs my hardship. God's grace outweighs my shame. The blessing outweighs my burdens. God's favor outweighs my failure. God's grace outweighs more today. 
Father, we thank you that you are more than enough for our lives. Father, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your weight in my life. We thank you, God. I pray for that one that sits here today measuring their lives by human standards or what they see in front of them. But I pray right now by your Holy Spirit, God, that they will begin to look and weigh it out of your love and your glory. Tonight, I believe that there are some folks in this room here today as we all stand to our feet, that there's someone here today or you maybe you are watching online today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And maybe it's been hard for you to, to love God or to come to Christ or Maybe you fell short and you turned your back on God and you're like, well, you know what? I'll never measure up to what people say. I'll never measure up to what people want me to be or, or what God wants me to be. That's a lie of the enemy. God loves you. God cares about you. So if you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, or if you're watching online today, if you're here in this building and you want to give your life over to Jesus one more time or for the very first time, I want you just to get out of your chair and I want you just to come to this altar right now. Someone will meet you here and lead you into a prayer. And if you're watching online and you want to give your life over to Jesus, just chat with somebody that's there and they'll go ahead and lead you to the Lord. Church, as we all look up here to the altar right now, I think for far too long, a lot of us have measured ourselves to what family may have said, our mistakes, history, our past. And we're measuring where we're at right now by lies. But how about today that we begin to measure ourselves the way that God measures ourselves today? That we come to a point of our lives and say, you know what, God? I'm tired of these giants. I'm tired of these mountains. I'm tired of all these things that have held me back for your purpose. I'm tired of all this. Tonight, if God ministered to you in any way, I want you just to get out of your chair and just come to this altar today and just get a hold of God and say, God... I come to you right now, Lord. I come to you right now. I fall short, God. But God, I come to you right now, Lord, and I pray that you would just change me, that your Holy Spirit will intervene into my life today.